Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hey everyone, it's Slamfire Radio, episode 501 for April 25th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. And I'm another one, Kyle. I'm pretty sure uh, Kelly and Mo are clubbing baby seals today. I think that's what they had yeah. planned. It's that it, season. Tis yeah. the season, yeah. Tis the season, so they uh, they had to get out and club some seals. So that's what uh, they're busy up to today. Couldn't make the episode, but... Uh, I hear they're going to bring back some seal furs for us, so that should be yeah. good. We're going to get monogram like Slamfire Radio on them. Yeah. Tony says way less people than last week. Yeah. <laughs> a couple, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, well, with so many podcasters, uh, with people with podcasting experience on the on the call yesterday, it was, or last week, it was uh, it was nuts. There was always people like trying to jump in with stuff. Yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fun. It was a good time. It was fun. It was fun and great to see those guys again. Yeah. Um, Kyle, why don't you start us off with uh, what you did in Guns this week? Sure. Uh, not a whole lot. Um, did some stuff that would be for the future in Guns. Basically doing some figuring and planning out my gun room slash studio. So trying out a different camera angle because of how I'm going to have it set up and displayed for when we're on the podcast. And hopefully work in this small room <laughs> sounds so, fine yeah normally sound uh, small rooms are a little bit echoey but doesn't sound too bad yeah well right now i have the doors open so once the wife and kid get here they will end up being closed so i will have to probably do some sound treatment at that point maybe yeah but yeah so i'm gonna end up getting one of those roller tool chests that's gonna be my new gun gun bench and that's going to go planning on this wall just over my uh, left shoulder. And then just like a, like a nine cube storage thing over my right shoulder. Have probably build like a, a little bit of a gun wall off the back of the toolbox because it is a rental. So I want to minimize the size of the holes that I put in the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, just make it functional, but look good as well. And is that a federal ammo box behind me? Uh, yes, that would be a box of federal because I was looking for ammo for superstition. And unfortunately, price-wise and that, that was the cheapest and more or less readily available shotgun ammo that I could pick up. I think it was $109 for that flat US. Ooh. And Ooh. everything else I was looking at was 130 it was brutal. So, but surprisingly enough, it's probably been the one time shooting federal out of a semi that it didn't screw up at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> normally every time I touch federal, it you have a misfire or something, and it actually worked good. Hmm. But uh, yeah, and 
doing some more planning and trying to go through parts for getting ready to order some parts for my AR build and that, but uh, it's obviously not going to be cheap because <laughs> the way I do things. Well, and yeah, you're building another a uh, building in a. Oh man, yeah. Uh, it's probably not easy for us to send parts down there, is it? Actually, it probably is. I already got the. I imagine so. I mean, ITAR controls what leaves. Hmm. Not what comes in. Hmm. As far as I, I could be corrected on that, but as far as I know, they care about what leaves. What you should do is have a shopping list and solicit our listeners for anything you'd be willing to sell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can bring it down. Yeah. Now, I think I'm going to, well, definitely the upper. I'm going to order the matched upper for that. Yeah, the Trevor. Of course, we got to throw the and in there. <laughs> Just for him. <laughs> uh, and I'm actually thinking of going with their handguard too, and then it'll be a match color handguard or go with what I was thinking before with the modern sporter and getting like a smoke composites, carbon fiber handguard and buttstock and grip. Hmm. It looked pretty sharp with that uh, Kodiak Brown. That Kodiak Brown's kind of like a dark burnt bronze. Fancy but. pants stuff way fancier. Like my ARs at best get like a, uh... Uh, well, no, I put Cerakote on the white one. Yeah. That lasted pretty good. Yeah. And normally I would just Cerakote it not, but I'm not set up and I'm not going to be set up for Cerakote. And it's it's funny because Buddy here, he's like, oh, I built my AR for like less than 500 bucks. And I start looking at parts and my handguard and buttstock is going to be over that. So... <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, it doesn't make it work better it's just prettier and fancier but also thinking of uh starting to it's building guns so i gotta get that 1022 built and realize that gray birch is now in the state so i started looking at their stuff again for the chassis on that and might just make it a full out gray birch 1022 like it was intended but cool. dawned on me I can't do it shorty. Not too short. Nope. No, I can't do your shorty. I have to have a 16-inch barrel on that. Huh. Is SBR. Yeah. One of the one of the few wins for for Canada is being able to have a 12-inch 22. Yeah. <laughs> Very take, few wins. Take them and shipping to your house. Like get the whole gun shipped to your house. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, just planning. I got to try and get out this weekend. Maybe maybe I'll make it out this weekend and shoot shoot something, do some pistol training or something. But uh yeah. How about you, Adriel? Yeah. Uh I did a whole bunch of stuff actually. So I did a three-gun match at Chaz, um which was pretty nice. Weather was great. Uh I shot okay. I could have shot a little bit better. I got I got some horrible foot penalties on one of the stages. Wow. One of the stages had a uh, a port through a, a VTAC, uh, one array of targets, and then another array of targets. And down on the ground, there's a fault line. And I got through the port, fired at the first array. 
moved to the second array and took a big old step right oh. over top of the fault line. <laughs> oh, man. And shot that entire other array uh, over the fault line. And uh, it was per shot. And it was an advantage because, you know, I had a steady shooting position. So yeah. uh, it, it, it didn't look great on my score. or hurt, <laughs> hurt a little bit. But it was a good day. Like, even, even with that, it was still a fun day. Um, ended really quick. Like, we ended at, like, 3.34, something like that. Which okay. is pretty good for the amount of stages and shooting we did. We had like a, a nice big shotgun stage, 30 round minimum shotgun nice. stage. Nice. Oh, yeah. So that was one where it's like, add the shotgun shell carriers to your belt and the chest rig, the big bad <laughs> chest rig. Use them both. Yeah. And uh, it was a fun stage. It's fun to keep that uh, keep that beast fed and, and uh, kind of like feed it while you're moving between positions and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, if the stage is laid out nice that you can shoot on the move and have it all planned out and you just reload while you're moving that, between that. the between the arrays and that kind of thing. That's that's yeah. that's how it was was laid out. It was uh yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was a lot of shooting, but uh but I like like shotgun ammo is comparatively cheap to the other stuff, so I don't mind burning a bunch of ammo doing a, a quick stage like that. The twenty five meter was like a really challenging like breakdown uh, just based on like how many targets there were, which firearms you could use. Um, it was a, it was a challenging stage to memorize what you needed to do in the five minutes and commit that stage plan to memory and then execute on it. Mm. And uh, I think a lot of people had like some like hunt and peck kind of a thing. Um, and then a long range, it, it was good. My, uh, my gun's shooting good on the. Oh, I'm shooting good on the long range, and uh, the gun was fine, and it was all good. So uh, the other thing I I found at that uh, at that match is I saw a bunch of WK180s go straight pull on them, so they <laughs> they wouldn't cycle. Um, yeah. Short stroking for more like for two or three people. Short I saw stroking. That. Yeah, yeah, short stroking on hmm. the on the on the WKs. So. Um, with one of them, they needed to oil it. It just wasn't greased oh. and cleaned enough. Um, I don't know about the other ones because they, I was ROing. They shot the stage, they did poorly, and they just moved on. So I, don't, I'm, I didn't get a chance to diagnose or anything like that. It's a couple things that it could be, but um, yeah, cleaning and oiling. So <laughs> it kind of like got me thinking like, oh man, my shotguns like caused me issues the first match of the year. And I'm seeing all these people having rifle issues. I should probably clean my guns. I should probably clean my rifles. So uh, <laughs> I took maybe. my I I haven't cleaned the gas system on my rifle ever. So um, I thought I'd do that. I thought I'd clean the gas system. So I I, I finally got to, to cleaning the gas system. Other than like when I initially reviewed that MCR, I haven't I haven't really cleaned it. So yeah, got, got in there cleaned it out it shouldn't need cleaning it's got like a self-cleaning gas piston but uh it was pretty cruddy it was pretty cruddy and a uh, little bit a little bit of resistance in there hmm. yep so clean that out um kind of got it ready not that i'm shooting three gun anytime soon um i may shoot a match at sherwood park in april or may but all the other Chaz ones are like i got conflicts either i've got a maple seed or uh, or if I've already got too many days at the at the range that month, and uh, I'm at risk to uh, losing out on the marital bliss, uh, mm. as it were. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Mark was asking any Siberians in the match. I did not see any Siberians in that match. 
Um, yeah, didn't see any. I'd like to though, because when like matches are where you see guns fail. I get people on yeah. my YouTube channel. Oh yeah, I've got this twenty two. I've gone thousands of rounds without it jamming. Bullshit. No, you haven't. <laughs> like either you've had the the ammo jam on you. Like because with twenty two ammo, you're gonna get like. Uh, fail to fires you're gonna get the odd like uh short stroke you, you will have problems with 22 i don't believe when someone tells me that their semi-auto has gone thousands of rounds without cleaning and it never jams it just doesn't oh, yeah. happen bench shooting and nice relaxed pace that's that's one thing like go for an hour or two just bench shooting and not nice relaxed pace that's a lot different than running the gun i think people forget too like they're like oh it did, I, oh, I just need to like rack the bolt once and then I keep going. And they forget about that. They forget that they had that jam. Yeah. Um, but you can't forget it when you have a match because it like it, it hurts. It hurts yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, if the person did like a thousand round meltdown test. Okay, maybe there's some merit there. Yeah. Yeah. Or just more rounds. Um which I'll, I've got something to talk about that in just a minute here as well. But uh, one thing that happened, uh, which which side is it? Or this side right here. I caught a bit of spall. It's already started. It's already healed up here. But I caught a bit of spall off of a, a pistol target and on some steel. Mm. And I was like 50 yards away from the thing. Oh, really? And I still caught it like right there. And uh, yeah, I caught a, caught a big chunk of it. Now, keep in mind, I've probably witnessed, like I've probably been on the bay for tens of thousands of rounds hitting steel, just shooting three gun for, for over the years. So, um, and this is the first time it's happened to me and it's actually like broke the skin. Uh, but I think it's just good, uh, a good reminder to wear your eye pro. I had eye pro on and just, it, it hit just above where the eye pro was. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, this spall happens. I have a mm-hmm. good one that still see the mark on just my, I don't know, love handle area. <laughs> and, that but yeah it it does happen and especially with steel and if your angle of steel means a lot Mm -hmm. well the steel was okay the shooter was shooting to their right and the steel was there and i was that away down like up like back up range like 50 yards but uh shit happens as long as you're wearing ipro it's like whatever it's gonna be a scratch who cares yeah that's why we wear the safety gear that we do Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of other things. I get. I did a another Maple Seed uh, meeting. Um, that was on Monday. That was a shoot boss meeting. I've got a bunch of Maple Seeds scheduled. So yeah, aside from Battle of Alberta, I won't really be doing very much other three gun at Chaz this year, just because they all fall on days when I'll be doing Maple Seeds and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I will be volunteering at the Chaz Ladies Day in a week or two. Next, not this weekend, but the weekend coming up. So if you've got a wife or girlfriend in the Edmonton area, uh, send them out to that thing. It's going to be awesome. I think I'll be on the shotgun bay. I was going to say, that's you guys' just typical one where you shoot everything. <laughs> that's right? what we do. Yeah. we got everything. You pay, like, whatever money you pay. It barely co- covers the cost of ammo, and you get to shoot, like, a whole pile of guns. So it's, uh, it's a pretty good deal for, for the females out there. Uh, I will be, oh yeah. Speaking about reliability and testing and that kind of thing, there's this, uh, Canadian firearms testing thing that, uh, it's on discord. And the, the idea is, uh, just a bunch of guys who have some ammo and they test out different guns. One of the guns that they're testing out right now is the 
WK181. That's the 762 by 39 uh, WK that has the Rock and Lock AK mags. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many rounds they're in. I think they're right around 5,000 or something like that. Um, but the whole idea is like, like abuse test the gun. Try try to run as much rounds through as possible. So it uh, started with some guys in BC. It's right now in Calgary and I will have it uh, shortly. I'm going to do a review a video on it and I'm going to do the shooting. I've got like a whole bunch of 760 by 39 that I'm going to be running through it. So uh, three gun match win? Uh, I don't want, well, maybe I could run it in Sherwood park if I don't care about the results. Well, yeah. Cause you need a lot of mags. I would need to well, like my chest rig or something like that. They're five round mags. Yeah. Mags. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. test, test it in match conditions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Test it. You're, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll bring it to uh, a Sherwood park one, depending on timing. Then you be fun. can bring your, 1911 out and your pump action and shoot heavy metal and if i'm gonna bring or no actually out, that that if it's 762 by 39 it doesn't even rate for heavy metal no no but maybe i'll bring my toker evs there you go i'll pirate reload <laughs> them just fire or, drop pull another one fire it drop it pull another one the, no the olympia Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what i wouldn't mind is to take the jericho out i would love yeah. to try the jericho yeah, That'd be good, yeah, yeah maybe i'll do that i'll take the wk181 mm-hmm. and a jericho and uh my uh, gersan mc312 maybe i'll take that out didn't you have another turkish one that you had bought for your boy yeah I don't want to bring if you're if you're going totally like <laughs> oh if I'm go full retard, then uh, <laughs> then I've got that uh, I got a Partis I have a Partis 12 gauge it's a semi it's not very good well there you go there, there's right. your there's your kit out for <laughs> maybe maybe if you're gonna go ridiculous you gotta go full ridiculous yep yep uh. Yeah, anyway, so I should have that in, I don't know, a week or two or three or whatever, whenever that comes in. And then uh, I, I I changed around my boot room. So now I had this extra shelf. So I put another shelf right there. It's covering over the loophole uh, hmm. poster, but uh, you can always look at that. Look at that bucket over there. Oh, the nice. bulk Costco bucket of, uh, of nine millimeter with the, with the scoop, the bulk scoop. <laughs> That's for matches. So if I'm if I'm gonna go to a match, I just I've got like a an empty shotgun shell box, and I just scoop and fill it full of nine millimeter and leave it in my ammo box, and away I go. But, Do you even uh, go the cardboard box route? Well, I use or, the or... shotgun shell box, like fits in the fifty the fat fifty. I use like one of those. Eh, see there, that's oh, a yeah. fat fifty on top. So it holds like I don't know a couple hundred rounds of two two three four or five boxes of 12 gauge and then a box of some kind of nine millimeter. And, and it's just like, I'm, I'm running reloads, so I'm not putting them in other boxes, just a lo- loose inside a box. Gotcha. Yeah. Russ is saying he caught a piece of clay bird on the nose bridge of glasses. That's interesting. Yeah. Did they, it's always they fun in having, quick? having to duck on a kamikaze bird or something. Yeah, well, they throw them towards you, and then you break mm-hmm. them, but the bits don't just stop and fall. They keep going. <laughs> so I guess that's a, 
a good illustration of the whole like asteroid come to Earth, why you wouldn't want to blow it up thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just face full of uh, face full of clay, but yeah, uh, yeah, having having another shelf is nice because I just I collect so much crap in here, and I just have so much crap that it's just nice to be able to store more. But uh, yeah. if you're looking for ways of making it quieter, you could pop open pop pop some of these guys. Yeah, all over the place, right? That's a that's a decent way of. Yeah. I do have a bunch of those up in Grand Prairie. I was debating whether I was going to bring them down or not. Hmm. They make it quieter. Yeah. Helps there. But uh, that's it for me. This weekend is April long weekend, so I probably won't be hitting the range. But uh, oh no, wait, I might. My buddy who's got the uh, BCL Bison, uh, he got it back from BCL. Uh, with new bolt, new barrel, new some other stuff. So maybe we're going to take that to the range and try it. Actually, we're going to do that. That's going to nice. happen. Yeah. And I guess I'll have to put out a revised review video <laughs> for it. V2 version two. But uh, that should be exciting. So I guess I'll have to wonder what else I should take out to the range. Maybe I should try out that, uh, that part just to make sure it runs so I can shoot it at the match and then yeah yeah make sure it cycles yeah that'd be good yep yeah it probably does it's probably fine and if it doesn't straight pull you know it probably will run anything you put through it is it gas or inertia gas oh yeah a yeah. copy It'll... of the weatherby sa08 i bet you that'll run anything you put in there probably probably now will it break at some point after some amount of hundreds of rounds or thousands of rounds it will break and it will all be over yeah yeah uh but yeah that's uh that's about it for me uh in terms of upcoming events uh there's maple seeds now open all over western canada check out mapleseedrifleman.com slash events for more information on those you do have to pre-register for them they're on eventbrite you pay and get a ticket and then go do the thing uh three gun i've been adding events to three gun.ca i just added events for uh mp3g which is in northern alberta and guelph guelph's got a whole bunch of events i was talking to a guy on discord actually about that so i turned around and i added all of those i already had events for milo Chaz, and sherwood park on there so uh if you are aware of any other if your club has uh three gun events and they're not up on three gun.ca let me know and i'll put them up there just trying to make it easier to find all the three gun matches across the country or two gun if it's two gun that's that's close enough uh get into the news uh first let's do the smaller one first because i think it's easier first action taken with alberta firearms act uh this was today that uh that this happened let me just share my screen here. Window, that one. There we go. And uh, summarize. Uh, you remember when the feds were like, yeah, we're working with municipalities. We're working with like Edmonton and Calgary on this whole confiscation program. Yeah. My brother was like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hell you are. Yeah. Uh, so now this new regulation restricts municipalities and police from entering or into unilateral agreements with the federal government uh, under the uh, Alberta Firearms Act, so they can't work with the feds on uh, confiscation. Cool. Very cool. 
and and like so uh uh you know what's 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 the big deal with this this is more just frustrating and making this harder right i think one of the things that we've seen is uh how long ago did they ban all these things three have we had the has my air been sitting on the wall for three years almost yeah almost three years yeah. the feds aren't doing anything because it's a pain in the ass it's a total pain in the ass what are they going to do like arrange with all the <laughs> um uh police departments across the country well that's that's what their idea was one of their ideas and now alberta's like nope can't do that so yeah. the bigger of a pain in the ass this is the more likely that at the least they just kick the they kick the can down the road yeah oh it's, we can't yeah. get alberta we can't use these guys don't have RCMP. Those guys are uh, regional. Like, what are you going to do for this thing? Maybe we'll do mail-in. Oh, my God. You're going to ask Canada Post to take in a few million firearms? Like, this is all become <laughs> very, very painful. So the more painful it is, the more likely the feds will kick the can down the road. And eventually, eventually, they'll kick it down the road far enough. A conservative party will get in and they'll just reverse this yeah. stuff. And then we'll be able to use our ARs and whatnot yeah that'd be nice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mark's saying he wishes ontario followed the same way as the western provinces yeah that would be great a little bit more uh protesting would be uh would be good for this kind of thing yeah. this is effective protesting right getting your province to do this kind of stuff and uh directly fight against the feds is uh is based uh the other and the, the bigger news piece uh that uh we might talk a little bit more and just kind of make into our main topic right now is uh the mass casualty commission um re revealed their commission they revealed their final report that they've been working on for also three years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half technically they started in yeah. october of like 2021 or something like that but uh yeah. Did, did you hear anything about it? I heard basically it was just giving the liberals their wish list. When it came to the guns, yes. When it came to the guns. So like the, the whole report was like, how do we stop like mass casualty events in, in Canada? And uh, a lot of it was focused on like, holy, the RCMP really dropped the ball with the Nova Scotia shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, if they would yep. have investigated any of the multiple times people raised <laughs> yeah. uh, flags. Um, Wait a minute, like, like red flags saying, hey, this guy shouldn't have this stuff? Like hey, this guy has a bunch of, like, they look illegal firearms. And, uh, yeah, had they investigated any of those, the whole thing would have been prevented. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so they, the, the commission, um, it read like a consultant's report who wanted to be lazy and get paid. That's what it read like. Uh, a lot of, um, ugh, I don't know. I, I watched the, uh, I watched the live stream of the reveal and it was uh, placating. Placating is, is kind of what, uh, what it felt oh. like, like a lot of it um, inside the actual report. So like mostly, most of the news uh, focused on their recommendations for, uh, turning around the RCMP. So they recommended getting rid of the depot uh, system and a couple of other things that I really don't care about one way or the other. Um, so they, they made a couple of those recommendations. They made some recommendations on like, that sounded kind of silly, especially in the wake of this thing. One of them was um, raising awareness, like doing some marketing campaigns to tell people like they can call in if they're, if they think their spouse is like 
abusive or has guns, like how to call in. Uh, but like, um, uh, that's all fine and dandy, but they did about this one. Yeah, you like, you still have to act on it because, yeah, they, they called for numerous times. and uh, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like the cops were like, tipped off like numerous times. They just didn't uh, investigate. Like, I, I think there's this gap in... Um, there could be a gap in the law, but right now what we can see is that there the biggest gap was in in enforcement of of the law. And I think we see that mm-hmm. with uh, references, whether references get called or not uh, for when pe- someone's uh, submitting for a, a pal. Uh, that's uh, that's something that could be more consistent and would probably stop some people from who shouldn't have a license from getting a license. Yeah, you should be able to have two people in your life who can like v- vouch for you. If you don't. <laughs> You're probably a psycho, and you probably don't need a pal. <laughs> and I think that even just calling two people would uh, would definitely help uh, with that. But anyways, um, back to the back to the uh, casualty commission. The other thing they had in there, like that, that you had mentioned there, is they had recommendations that uh, were directly what the liberals have been recommending in terms of like C21 and then the amendments to C21 that they had in terms of banning all firearms that can take five round mags semi-automatics that can take five round mags banning handguns because all handguns can take magazines more than five rounds um and that kind of thing lots lots of like pretty broad based banning they had some uh some things that would make it harder to get a pal but but the the nova scotia shooter didn't have a pal like there's there's there was a lot of things in there that just wouldn't help with that wouldn't help with most of the previous mass shootings either they just lumped it on because again I think they're just consultants. Then they treated it like they were consultants and they put in whatever they thought the boss would like. Yeah. They, they didn't do their job at all. No. Well, they, well, what they, they went like, if you actually read the report is humongous, it's absolutely humongous. And I think that they spent too much time on the things that didn't matter. Like if you followed everything in the report, it, you wouldn't have stopped this mass shooting from happening. The one that started, the report the one that yeah. that happened just before they called the report well, yeah, you stopped go through okay what were the causes why did this happen how could we have stopped that and it sounds mm-hmm. like they identified what went on there and then recommended the stuff that was already in place that tried to be enacted and did nothing about and wouldn't have helped wouldn't you have know, helped at all i would yeah Knowing the people aside, I was something like this. I would not expect legislation to be part of their report more. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say, hey, banning stuff, that's going to be the outcome of our report. It, there's obviously more deeper root causes than just, hey, it was available. Well, and, and they, the, some of the uh, experts that they cited um, were, they had an Australian in there. They had Wendy Suke and some of her recommendations, but like, it's not really expert. It's not really, really yeah. like peer reviewed. Uh, yes. If you enact this kind of thing, you get this kind of results. I mean, I think if, if you look at uh, those kinds of reports, peer reviewed reports about um, legislation and how it impacts uh, homicides and mass shootings and that kind of thing, uh, you see like there, there's some pretty solid evidence that uh, licensing general, like licensing general vetting of uh, firearms purchasers does reduce homicides and, uh, and mass shootings. The banning like guns by capability doesn't really do anything. Um, And and like again, just to come back to the Nova Scotia one, he could have done that with anything. He like he was ambushing people in their houses. He could have just used a shotgun, a pump action, tube fed shotgun. He had 
the over 13 hours to do it. Yeah. Yeah. He did, didn't need like a big high capacity semi-automatic baby killing machine. He was he fine done that just... single action or single, single, yeah. single tube, yeah. like single shot. Yeah. yeah. He would have been fine with just that. So like that's, I, I, I guess like from a, from a commission like this, you would, you would hope that they would use more peer reviewed studies, which would say like, Oh, licensing and that kind of thing would be great. Canada already has it though. So, you know, and in this case, the guy was unlicensed and uh, he just brought him in from the States. We have to do something about this uh, gigantic uh, gun source from the from the South. Oh, there is nothing we can do uh, other than like vet and maybe enforce when, you know, when we get when we get credible evidence that someone has firearms, we can take a look inside our database, see if they're supposed to have firearms or not. And if they're not, we can just go down and, you know, investigate. Yeah. You know, just have a have a look. <laughs> just take a look. Yeah. Hey, I heard I heard you have guns. Okay. Yeah. Can, can we get a warrant for this? Uh I che- I I heard from this person this person has guns. I checked the PAL registry that they don't have a license. Hey judge, can I get a warrant for uh search? Yes, I can. Thank you very much. Yeah. Go down search. Oh, I found a bunch of guns and ammo and crazy yeah. shit. Oh, grenades or whatever, right? Yeah. Maybe we should put hmm. this guy in jail. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so uh, what do we think is going to be the result of this? I think the liberals are going to use this as their. So they they, they pulled back that uh, the G4 amendment. They said they're going to push something back in again. Well, after this, they're going to use this as justification to put that amendment back in. And the funny thing is, of all the things in this report, like there's some hard things in this report in terms of RCMP and like changing the process and how uh, investigations happen, like all the hard stuff they're going to ignore. They're yeah. just going to do what is the easy stuff, which is the gun ban stuff. All they ever do. It's the stuff mm-hmm. on the surface that strikes an emotional response and gets votes. Yeah. Like all it is, is, is just a, will this get votes for us or not? I think it's that's easy to look at. see versus some of the other stuff where it may not be as easy to see its effect or its enactment. Yep. Yeah. And it like, it plays well to, to the GTA and some of their like urban ridings in, in the East. So I think yeah. that that's, uh, that's important for them right now. Like they're, they're not looking good in terms of polling right now. So they might try to fly something like that, or maybe they'll, they'll, they'll actually probably run under it for the, uh, uh, the next election on the next election, they'll run on like banning handguns or something like that. Full ban yeah. will actually ban, yeah. not just frozen, not just yeah, not just a freeze, just a full out ban. And then we'll take another probably what do you say, five years. years to figure out the uh, the buyback? On those? <laughs> <laughs> well, the handguns at least they're all registered, so like for, well, for they know to, where they, well, to, they know where they all are, right? Also, it's, are they uh, the ARs? Yep, like yeah, most of the guns from 2020 are registered. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's still like XCRs and ACRs and that kind of stuff yeah. that, uh, that that weren't in there. Could have done it with the most evil firearm, the Ruger number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if they do reintroduce an amendment, they'll make sure to not include the Ruger number one, Mauser, and the Weatherby because those ones are like up and up hunting firearms. Yeah. And it's very hard for them to have credibility when they run on those, they can ban the SKS and everything else. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, argue about those being like baby killing military guns, but, uh, it's really hard to, it's hard to do that when people are showing pictures of bolt action or single shot hunting rifles, which yeah. those other ones are. So yeah. I think they'll remove those when they reintroduce. That'll be their, their, um, 
uh, consideration. Oh, yeah. we've thought about it and we've got this, you know. We, we consulted finally... with a bunch of people and <laughs> we're willing to, you know, give a little bit, take a little bit. And our give a little bit is that you guys get to keep your Ruger number ones and your mouses <laughs> and your weather piece. <laughs> Everything else we ban, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's a shitty report by shitty people. And I don't really want to talk about it anymore because it's just all negativity. Yeah, that's true. Let's move on to CCFR legal fund donations. So if you want to help uh, fight some of this stuff, uh, what you really want to do is donate to the CCFR. They have a big legal battle that's coming up. Uh, it's going to be April 11th to 20th. So it's coming up. This is this is like real short here. We should, uh, should probably get Tracy or Rod to come on and talk about it midway through afterwards. Something. Well, yeah. I bet they'll do the court case and then the judge will like sit on it for a month or two to like think about what the, what oh, should be. The result, I have right? no doubt. No. Yeah. So even though the court case is coming up, it's still going to be a while before we can uh, unshackle our ARs from the walls and take them out yeah. to the range. Might still be a while, but uh, if you want to help out with that, yeah, send an EMT to finance at firearmrights.ca. Next, let's get into some new gun stuff. Uh, new gun stuff is brought to you by Bullseye North. Uh, if you need a new boomstick, Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR. They got a wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter. And I'm going to pop this on the other screen here. I like to share this, the, the crazy stuff that they got, not just the normal stuff. I don't care if it's on sale or not. This is the, uh, speaking of things you can't get in the U.S., ha! Americans <laughs> can't get this. This is the Remington 870 TAC 14 pump shotgun. It's a 14 and a half inch uh, barrel pistol grip M lock. Uh, it's a that teeny is tiny. Quite the product description. Uh, they should just put dumpster defender because that's what this yeah. is. This is a dumpster defender. Yeah. Yeah. $690 for the Remington dumpster defender. It's a little long for a dumpster defender, though. You need the 12 inch on that. Yeah. But I think like you probably need the pump to maybe you could get a little bit shorter. <laughs> uh, this next one I have here, MDT came out with a training shot timer. Look at that screen. Oh, look at that. Hmm. Not just a standard LED that's got an LCD yeah. screen. Uh, it's a primo timer, primo price. It's 360 bucks. But look at that. Wow. Uh, Bluetooth. So it talks to your phone. Uh, water, uh, water resistant, which I don't know of a lot of other timers that claim that true and magnetic on the back. So you can like stick it to something while you're like working with it. It's got a bunch of interesting features on there. So it it connects up to their phone app. It doesn't say anything about practice score. So I don't know if it actually works with it or not. I Mm. assume it does. Yeah, it must. It must. Uh, but, uh, yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, magnetic that, backing, so you can like stick it to uh, a sign or next something next to you. I wonder, you mm-hmm. it, I guess talking about training program and that, and it hooks up to your phone, and it looks like they're setting it up on the phone. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could do like a uh, a movement drill, so you have two targets, and it has you you have set your par time for engage for drawing, engaging those two targets. And then you have a part time for moving between boxes, and then another part time for the next array. Oh, Wouldn't maybe. that be sweet? It's pretty cool. Wireless charging. 
they say it lasts up to a month of regular use on a, on a single charge. So I've got a big bad lithium battery in there, probably a pouch cell. Water resistant. That's all you need. You don't need waterproof. You just need to like. I, I want to be. I want to shoot in the rain and not have the screen get all foggy and screwy because yeah. the rain got in it. Yeah. Or there was a change in weather, a change in pressure. Recognizes all calibers, live and dry fire. That's got to be pretty sensitive if it's picking up dry fire. I bet you it does both. I bet you you can set it to like dry oh, fire yeah. mode and just look listens for the tick. That would be real interesting. <laughs> USB-C or a Qi wireless charger. That's wild. That's like so oh. many of them are, are like, which ones actually take USB micro these days? Like there's, there's still Never mind how the chargers G wireless charger. That's so cool. Yeah. That's the way that it should be though. But for something like this, where you want it to stay sealed and, uh, and yeah. weather resistance, like making it wireless charging makes it so you don't have to open up that port and that rubber very often. Yeah. 400 by 240 pixels screen resolution. Cool. Yeah. Magnetic belt clip. Oh, the yeah. belt clip is magnet. Oh, I was looking at that. That's how they can get through the wireless charging. You just pull it off the belt clip and you can put it on your stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why is it so expensive? Well, if you go through all the features we were just going through. <laughs> uh, not, none of the other timers I know of have all no. of this stuff. This is like reinventing the shot, ti- shot timer from what I'm seeing. Well, uh, we can talk about that next week, Yellis, because uh, yeah. he's coming on to talk about shot timers <laughs> yeah. next week. Nice. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know enough about. There's a couple of things I like, like the wireless charging, USB C. I like those Bluetooth to uh, to your device. Yeah, yeah, that should be standard these days. But uh, I might have to just screen? download the app and start playing through the app in that. Yeah, hmm. you should be able to play through the app without having the actual shot timer there. Yeah, should be able to. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Tony was saying, I thought the TAC 14 and TAC 13 are allowed in the US as they do not have a stock, probably. Yeah, I I don't know the specific uh I think they're in A are they in AOW? I don't know. It's American yeah. stuff. I don't know yeah. American rules. Uh today only the Cabela's shooting mats are on sale. 59 bucks. Don't buy these things ever at full price because Cabela's puts them on sale all the time for 59 bucks. <laughs> If you're looking for a shooting mat, this is one of the better ones. In terms of like how cushy it is, it's not compact. Like this is not no. a shooting mat that you would take for like, I want to go hiking in the mountains and then <laughs> hike up to a top and then lay out my mat. No, there's like smaller folding ones that are better for that kind of thing. This is like a Buick. If you're driving up to your shooting spot, that is a really nice mat to get. Yeah. I was yeah. impressed and- by how big it is. Yeah, it's enormous, and it's got some cushion to it. And uh, the only downside is that the, all this black, like under direct sunlight, this cooks. Ooh. It burns <laughs> people's elbows. So like at, at, at Maple Seeds, these are so popular. Uh, I typically have people like fold them over the gun once we've cleared the gun so that it keeps the sun off that front patch where you put your elbow because you can burn your elbow on a, on, a, on a really hot day. Oh, yeah, it's cooking. But like most other shooting mats are 100 bucks plus. And they're smaller and they sometimes you have to add your own foam or add your own like gel pad or whatever. This <laughs> just has it built in. So yeah. it's nice for that. Uh, you want to you ready to be sad? What? No. <sighs> Ruger has released the Super Wrangler. 
The Super Wrangler. Super Wrangler. Uh, it's like a regular Ruger Wrangler, except it has 22 uh, long rifle and 22 Magnum cylinders. Ooh. And it comes with adjustable sights, which the other one does not. It needs no. adjustable sights. Yeah. Well, it needs a, a lot of things, but yeah. It says a robust steel cylinder frame. Did they change the frame on it? That's why they're doing the uh, magnum? Yeah, maybe actually, because I think the frame on the other one isn't steel. Sure. So maybe it's stronger. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. wonder what the price point on that's going to be. Uh, Yeah, they don't say on this Facebook post, but... Uh... Anyways, not that we can get it anyways. No. Yeah. Did you take your Ruger Wrangler down? Yeah, it's there. In there. I there's only three guns that are still in Canada and they're just not gonna come down. So it's single shot twelve gauge, uh twenty two a Martin twenty two lever action I bought for hundred and twenty five bucks over 10 years ago <laughs> used mm-hmm. and an old Stevens pump action that probably shouldn't be shot. Cause there is a little bit of a bulge in the barrel, but it was a handed down gun that your heirlooms I, are staying behind. It's probably no, smart. Not idea. All of them. I got heirlooms, but mm-hmm. the, the real crap ones, <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought the Stevens though. Cause the one thing I wanted to do with that was uh, take a 50 and I, video came out before i got a chance to do it but do a 50 bmg out of it and i know that it just doesn't do anything <laughs> it just blop. Blop. <laughs> makes a bunch of noise throws a yeah. bunch of unburnt powder if, in front of you if fire forms your brass to 12 gauge size brass <laughs> neat cool uh let's get on to listener feedback so we've been kind of hitting on the facebook ones as they've been coming through uh, did you want to read this one, this recap from Josh? Sure. Let me scroll down. Yeah. Short recap for your listeners. I received the Kodiak K9 from the retailer and took it to the range. On the second shot, it discharged while out of battery. The projectile was lodged in the barrel. I sent the firearm back to the manufacturer and received it back from the manufacturer after it was gone for a short time for repair. This time, on the 11th shot, a similar malfunction occurred, resulting in the empty casing being stuck in the action. The action was stuck closed, and the magazine dropped without being released. I contacted Kodiak again and CC'd the retailer, Tenda. Tenda was great, fast, and prompt. They sent me the RA number and prepaid shipping label, immediately offering a full refund. There was one small issue with Tenda. A slight verbal exchange of sorts when they called and accused me of shipping the firearm back with a live round in the action. I didn't take kindly to that, so as you can imagine. And after some back and forth, they took a closer look. It was indeed the spent casing that I couldn't get out of the action that was stuck closed when I shipped it. I can only assume something was jarred loose during shipping that allowed them to open the action easily. Anyhow, with that out of the way, the rest of the process was seamless. I appreciate Tenda for coming to the table. I was in contact with Kodiak again, and Owen commented that they put four magazines through it before they shipped it back, and it worked fine at the factory. It could have just been one of those things. So far, I continue to have good luck with their Gen 2 WK-180. Perhaps I will give the K9 another chance, but I may hold out for the Gen 2 version. 
Thanks, Slamfire, for what you do, and look forward to listening for years to come. As long as Bill C11 doesn't pass, that is. Josh. Cool. Uh, the next one, so this wasn't an email, but uh, Link sent us a Facebook message about this uh, reloading primers shop.ca. I want to show it so that any of our uh, live listeners can see it right now. Uh, this shit's fake. This is not a real company. I took a look at this address. That doesn't go anywhere. And they have everything in stock. Look at their primers. They got Winchester primers in stock. Under $100 per thousand. Oh, look at that. 270 bucks for 5,000 primers. A small rifle. Sounds great. Maybe you don't like Winchester. Maybe you like CCI instead. Oh, don't worry about it. That's in stock too. They got the APS strips. They got... uh, shot shell they got large pistol large rifle large rifle magnum all for really good prices this shit's fake this is this is a hundred percent not a real website well it's a real website it's not a real company this is just going to take your credit card and go buy stuff in seedy areas of the world yeah that's too good what's your ammo going for (laughs) 67 bucks for for how much? Uh, I don't actually know. They don't know. They just picked a price. <laughs> I mean, that would be a sc- screaming deal if this is a flat of it. Oh yeah, especially Fielke. Well, for, for any brand, never mind Fielke. Eighty round can of Buck for sixty dollars. That would be a screaming deal. Yeah, rubber baton slugs for forty. Yeah, this is all like to the prices are too yeah. good. Um, I would not buy anything from these people. This uh, website, yeah. uh, they this address was added today. Mm. I don't believe it. Both no. live chat are accepted twenty four hours Monday to Sunday. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I went to it and I got the live chat and yeah, it was. Can't remember exactly what it said, but yeah. <laughs> too good to be true if it's too good to be true it's uh it's probably not uh what are we going to uh youtube comments do you have it up i do have it up and we didn't go over it last week so we have a few and about twice as much from tony so (laughs) (laughs) uh so we'll start off with the oldest and work our way up so these next three are from Actually, we'll go... Okay, the next... Until I say it's episode 499, then from Tony. So he says, Was at the University of Calgary a few years ago. They have a shooting club, but I didn't get into firearms until I graduated. And he says, Hey, Adriel, why is the Kananaskis maple seed still opening soon for me? It's not anymore. Now it's sold out. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you were on that one, Tony. Yeah, uh, I responded to that one live. That the, yeah. that comment was on the live show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Max of 10 years was used once with an Ontario woman smuggling two dozen handguns in the fuel tank of a rental car. I think that's the only case where the Max was applied. Okay. Uh, maybe we should have a clear pricing structure on firearm smuggling sentencing. How many times did you do it? How many firearms were in the run? Did you resist the police or harm the public? Yeah. You know, have the standards there and actually follow it. 
Yeah. Uh, you can, you can sentence yeah. whatever you want to. If yeah. the, if the parole board lets them out early, you're, you're just back to square one. We've been yeah. having actually, you know, uh, I didn't mention it, but here in Alberta, we just recently hired, they, they announced they're going to hire another hundred police officers because the amount of, uh, like random crime that's been happening with crackheads is just like out of, out of, out of sight. We've been having so many random stabbings of, uh, of people and, uh, and robberies and, and just violence that that's just enough is enough. And now the pendulum's swinging the other way on, instead of just leaving them alone and not over policing, they're like, no, fuck that hire a bunch of cops. This is outrageous. Like this is beyond outrageous. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what's happening in Alberta right now. They're hiring a bunch of cops. Okay. Hopefully they turn out to be good and not just power hungry and like some new cops tend to be, but they're, I think they're pairing them up with the social work. They're doing the cop plus social worker thing. Oh, okay. So they're, they're both yeah. going to go out. That's um, good. I like yeah, that. Tony, Tony's just mentioning there was a recent stabbing in, in Calgary downtown, a, oh, a mass yeah. stabbing actually where someone had, you know, tried robbing someone, stabbed them, stabbed a couple of other people. Like, yeah, yeah. It's outrageous. I actually so, read that uh, the founder of Cash App was stabbed just recently too. Uh, yeah, in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's it's time to it's time to do something. Yeah. Should have been time to do something before, but now it's it's gotten well. To a point and it's now. just proving it's not the tool; it's the mental breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, well, in uh, most cities in North America are facing like a, a a really big resurgence in like addictions and and mental health issues, yeah. and uh, they're they're very interlinked. And it's just gotten to a point where, in the last ten years, the the tendency was to to do less policing and less uh, and more like community outreach and that kind of thing. And now it's just got to a point where people are just yeah. no policing, but oh, back, please. It's, yeah, it's, we can't do it anymore. Yeah, but like the, the so. Get, okay, great. Get hundred more, hundred more cops. It doesn't matter if they get light sentences because they got like um, I can't remember if the Calgary one. You know, the Calgary one was the guy was out on bail for stabbing. It's yeah. like like you you can't make it up. It's like they they have to stop the catch and release uh, if they want yeah. to. Like it, it's a very small number of people committing a very large disproportionate amount of crimes you just have to leave them in jail if, if you know if they're a violent crackhead they just have to stay in jail for longer yeah, yeah. uh we got another one uh dave do you run cross mags in his tavor i don't know if he does or not i, I think those, I those questions were asked live and we answered well, them they? live yeah any any of the ones on 500 okay unless they were uh, asked afterwards can you tell? It, no, it just tells me 13 days ago. And uh, I don't remember this one. Good thing Adriel reminded me. Hey, Kyle, 50 BMG, when? Uh, yeah, that's, I don't remember that one either. That's 10 grand, so it, it I want it. But, well, I mean, that's for a semi. So What if you got a Serbu? <laughs> this, with the I, screw-in one that, that blows up and, and hits you in the neck. I'm not opposed to getting a Serbu. I just won't be shooting slap rounds out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good, good plan. Good plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Serbu would actually be probably the most cost effective, and mm-hmm. that, but uh, and then Wilfred saying re voodoo failure. Um, take the pin out and clean the bolt and pin. There shouldn't be any lube on them when you're 
using them only when they are in storage. Otherwise, this is what happens. Hmm. Okay. We'll have uh, to w- that when he's back on the show. Yeah. Take your pin out. Clean it off. WF, uh, it's on episode 497. Uh, T97 can be used lefty with deflector. Okay. And then uh, Tony is watching back on uh, episode 463. And he said, for those who missed the deadline for handguns, including me, was too young, too naive. Are we expecting a black badge for PCCs to make IPSC more accessible for long gun owners and future firearms? Actually, I did see a post from Taylor that if you are looking to shoot ipsic pcc they are i know alberta at least is considering so gauging interest to see about putting on a black badge course for just pccs hmm. so reach out to your local ipsic coordinators and let them know that makes sense makes sense yeah. could you imagine how easy it would be to go through a black badge with your pcc though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everyone else is doing the l prez you're just rocking it <laughs> yeah Oh, how come you guys are going faster? (laughs) With all the the little mini matches and whatever. Uh, Next couple are from episode 497. Hey, Adriel, found something interesting recently that may help you load quicker. The Lee App Press. Check it out. Also, I Mm. prefer my Lee Auto Bench Prime. Just a personal opinion, though. Yeah, the, the APP. Is it the APP or AP? That bench. It's great. Have you seen them? No, this I is what they do. So you put the case in. It's, it's a single operation. You're doing a single stage, right? So um, you'll put it in. Let's say you're deep priming. You crank the handle back. You crank it forward, and it kicks the case out. So you're oh. feeding it, feeding it, feeding it. And it just kicks the cases out automatically. So hmm. it's just very fast single stage reloading. And so if you have like a, if you're deep priming or single or full length resizing, and then you're just kicking them out and doing something else immediately, it takes care of one of the steps for you and makes it so you can mm-hmm. do it faster. Okay. Uh, Yilis just commented uh, PCC Ipsic Nationals in June. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. That would, that would be fun to, to do. You could get a good PCC going. That would be that would be fun. Uh, another one from four ninety four from Tony. Also for trimming, how about Lee Quick Trim Die Setup? Put your boys to work. They can't mess it up. I believe there is a powered and a manual option. Yeah, I don't know. I really like that little crow gun Gunworks uh, trimmer. It's so fast. I can trim. Mm-hmm. Uh, two two three cases uh one every two seconds it's just so quick okay and this was from a youtube short oh yeah mo was featured on the ccfr stuff yep. on their shorts and tony says what what is it supposed to be mo moe or mo mo or maybe mo all capitals moe from Megpole? Mo better. I Mo Mo getting Mo famous. He is Mo famous. Yeah. And the next three are from our last week, episode five hundred. Daniel. Nice to see everyone after five hundred episodes. Great show. Unfortunate Andrew wasn't present. 
And Trevor replied, but I'm not going to read the, the reply. But uh, <laughs> Just go to the video and you'll see it there on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Redleaf Rimfire. Awesome to see everyone there. And then uh, Crasher Alex. Great show, guys. Loved seeing everyone again. And I'm sure I'm not alone in hoping we hear more from Trevor in the future. And I, yeah, it would be good to have Trevor on more often. Yeah. He was commenting. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And yeah, we're caught up on YouTube now. Perfect. All right. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, we've been kind of going through them as we've been going here. Cabell's link. We're going to do this one next week. So next week we'll, uh, we'll gather all the stuff people bought using that Cabell's link. And, uh, we'll let you know what, uh, what kind of things people bought, what kind of weird combination they, they, they get. Um, if you'd like to buy something from Cabell's online, uh, first go to the slamfireradio.com website. Click on the little link on the side there for Cabela's. Buy something through there. We'll get a little bit of sugar on it. And uh, we'll read out what people buy once a month. Yeah. Uh, thanks to our supporters on uh, Patreon and Utreon. If you'd like to help support the show, uh, head on over to Utreon. We're actually streaming live there right now. And uh, in the future, we'll be able to stream uh, spicier content to Utreon. So uh, I'd encourage you to check that out. Oh, I want to stream a match on Utreon. I thought about it. I'm... Part of this setup is mm-hmm. I want to, I got the cameras, I get that set up and have something set up right on the workbench. Hmm. Well, the next time you're like dicking around with your guns, let's live stream it because yeah. that's, that kind of stuff is perfect for it. And uh, we do have some scrib- subscribers over there. So it'd be good to give them some content they can't get on YouTube, right? Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to help uh, help out the show, head on over to Utreon or Patreon and uh, subscribe there. And if you'd like to send the show an email, uh, send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Do you have any shout-outs, Kyle? Uh, I do. Uh, this week got news that's uh, a little bit of sad time for uh, Three Gun in northern Alberta. Uh, Wes Bellin from Saint, Fort St. John, he passed away this week. And he was very influential, if not the influential person involved in getting three guns started in the Mighty Peace region. So I just want to shout him out. He was always a great guy. And he'd come out to the range and hang out even if he couldn't shoot. He was dealing with some health issues the past number of years. Mm-hmm. But when we were shooting in Fort St. John, he'd still come out and just make sure he was out there to say hi and check things out and help out if he could. Hmm. So, yeah, just want to shout him out. Thanks to him for everything he did because, yeah, I benefited from it. Awesome. Uh, I want to shout out uh, all the guys who came on last week. Uh, it was good seeing seeing you all again. Yeah. I'll kind of like slid right into the to the hosting role and st- talking and, uh, you know, the back and forth was all, all great banter. Um, uh, just more recently, props to Jennifer for letting me know about some three-gun matches. So, she flagged out some that I needed to add to that three gun.ca. So now I've got them nice. in there and uh, yeah, I should be able to, uh, and to Chris, he let me know about the Guelph ones. So I, was that Chris? Was that someone else? Oh, it might've been someone else. Oh boy. That's terrible. 
I got one you gotta keep your eyes out for. Dawson Creek is starting to plan for one. Yes. Too. Yeah, I'm aware of that. I'm on that Facebook group. I'm just waiting for him to put some dates yeah. on there. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in. Oh, I'm I I completely forgot. Shout out to random listener uh at the zoo. I was at the zoo last Friday and I and just with the fam and doing like zoo stuff, and someone's like, Oh, love the show. <laughs> Fist nice. bump. Yeah, it's just like, oh, thank you, random stranger, <laughs> for your accolades on the on the show. But uh, thank you for uh, if you went to the zoo and gave me a fist bump. Uh, thanks. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, finally, uh, check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. Watch us on Utreon and YouTube. Join the CCFR, and we will see you next week. See you next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.